James and Anjali. Welcome to the podcast. How are you feeling? Thank you for being on. Yeah, thanks for having us, Adam. Yeah, excited to be here. I'm excited to have you guys on. You guys are destroying the Discord servers, uh, enabling the innovation behind these DAOs, these communities, whatever buzzword you want to tie out to them. So super excited to have you on. Thanks for being on. Let's jump into it. James, tell me, who are you? Like, what should we know about you? What were you like before crypto and where are you now? And same thing for you, Dolly, but we can start with James. Yeah, first thing, um, before crypto, I didn't have any gray hair. So <laughs> that's to start out with. Um, I have a prior life in video streaming. In, uh, so in video streaming, had two exits, startups. Uh, in gaming, uh, I worked at a company called Zynga, launched a game called Farmville, and uh, then got into crypto, uh, did a project called AdChain, where I co-authored the white paper for token created registries, uh, also helped, uh, was a VP of engineering where we uh, created the first layer two payment channel into production. And then on the side, uh, also helped with uh, a DAO framework called Moloch, launched Moloch, and then uh, helped launch MetaCartel as well. And then uh, from that, was really interested in DAOs and using crypto to reduce coordination when it comes to organizations. And that really is kind of what gave birth to uh, Collabland, what you see now. Amazing. And Anjali? Yeah, Anjali. <laughs> Anjali, excuse me. Yes. <laughs> it's just the emphasis, that's all. Um, but you're doing a good job. Um, let's see, I started, so I've been partnered partners with James for 26 years. We've been married 21 years. And this is the first time that we are working together in any capacity. Um, starting around March of this year, he said, the community part of this project, like what we originally thought it was versus what it's turning into is just growing. I think initially thought, oh, the devs are going to be able to handle all of the business. And then the community aspect of it kept growing and growing and growing to where we are now, which is over a million users. But um, he's like, can you please join and help help manage those relationships and help manage those communities um, to the extent that Collabland needs to be involved. Prior to being in this job, I homeschooled both of our children um, and I've been managing online communities, different types of online communities, from handbag communities to adoption communities, um, race relations communities. Um, so I've had a lot of interests, attachment parenting. I've had a lot of interests that have grown into communities where I've been either a mod or started the communities. And so I've had that experience outside of crypto. And this is similar enough in that there are communities, people getting together with similar interests, wanting to accomplish similar goals. So he says, can you join in and help with this aspect of it? And also it's that I'm here, um, you know, as far as like the communication between us, there isn't much lag time you know yeah. all of the team all of our team is remote um and it's wonderful and it's working out and we're happy but for this work which is the community work and for james's part in it it's like it's nice to be you know in the same room working together being able to talk about it i don't know blessing and a curse talking about it all the time it's <laughs> it's definitely um infiltrated all aspects of our life and i think that's what makes it fun right now and and exciting you know, you guys are the first, uh, uh, I guess, project that I've come across in the space that actually has this power built between you two. 
What is that like? I know you talked a little bit about it, but can you elaborate? What are some challenges that come with that? What are the benefits that come with that? Tell me, tell me a little bit more. Well, I think, I think that uh, like talking NFTs, you know, this looks rare, right? This is the one, <laughs> one right? Um, and I do think really what we do from a collab land perspective is an extension of like this DAO here, right? right. And it's this trust and safety and growing community and connection that I think intrinsically kind of starts kind of, I don't want to get too sappy or anything with this relationship. And I think it's all an extension. And for us, it's really being able to kind of embrace that uh, on a kind of a wide scale. Uh, so I think it's consistent that way. Uh, we've been online all of our lives, even before the internet, when it was called BBSs or bulletin boards. Uh, and uh, I think we're very much at home in this blended online offline capacity. And I think uh, it's, but I it's think really it, there, it presents some different aspects to the marriage because we work together now. I don't mm -hmm. think the fact that it's all online affects us really. I think both of us have always had close relationships with people online. Um, and we, we understand that the, relationships that you make online are just as significant as the relationships that you make, you know, IRL. And so like yeah. a lot of our closest friends are online. I mean, I haven't met some of my best friends who have helped guide me through our adoption journey and through my parenting journey. Actually, my real life friends have much younger children. Our children are 16 and 13. Um, so, you know, we've just been parents a lot longer. And so these relationships that I have with people that I've met online over the years are just as close to me in terms of intimacy and guidance as any relationships that I have in person. So that part of it is not different um, in that we see the value that's being built here and it feels just as legitimate to us. We're not like old timers that way. We're definitely like, I was dialing into BBSs when I was in high school um, and talk, even meeting random people on the internet that we were having meetups when I was a teenager. Sure. So, um, but as far as like our relationship is concerned, it's definitely, I don't know who could do this if, you know, we have 26 years of being together. And so it's like, you know, we don't have that kind of like spend time with me right now. Yeah. Of course, I like it and I'm excited, but I'm also excited to see him doing work that is so meaningful. And I see that within him. And I think he sees that within me, which is we're able to partner and contribute to something together and build something together. And it's not necessarily about us individually, but this thing that we're creating together, something yeah. new. Um, and just having this opportunity, I think, you know, with your partner, I'm, I feel grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys, you guys are like the definition of goals, as we like to say, right? Like goals in the sense where You've had a beautiful marriage. You guys have kids and you're doing this kick-ass business that, that's impacting a lot of people online. And I guess my next question is like, do you imagine a bridge and all the tools that you guys are building becoming like a family business? Like you see your kids kind of joining the pact as well and, and forming <laughs> like that, 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 that young Dow, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You want to take this? Uh, yeah. You know, I would love to be able to have uh, our kids like start trading NFTs now. Mm -hmm. and be able to like teach their friends because i think it's inevitable like it's our children's generation that inherently are going to understand and have a life uh that only understands crypto 
And that's really what the generational change will happen. Um, but I want to give them as a father and a parent, my first priority is to make sure that they're safe and that they're happy and, you know, that they live responsible and fulfilling lives. And if that has to do with crypto, great. If not, then like if they, you know, my son is now saying he wants to be a toy maker, want to give him all the power to do that. Right. So if he's not trading NFTs, but would rather do 3D modeling so he can like 3D print a new idea or a toy, I would encourage that. So I, I, I would love it, but I'm not going to right. be that parent, that dad that says you must do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. And they're not like our daughter, she's into performing arts. Um, and so that's her passion is singing and performance. And so yeah, it would be great. But from a parent point of view, For you just sure. want to live their dreams. And so yeah. what we want to do is support their dreams and you know crypto makes that possible for us because we can work together we work from home we're able to be supportive of them so yes i it would be great but <laughs> it's not it's not mandatory i love that approach uh how is the like the skill dynamic between you two so uh i know behind the scenes you were telling me someone's more of the community james what do you what do you tend to focus on can you explain to me your both, both of your dynamics yeah so i am more kind of lower level kind of tech about like what this technology can do and then helping implement and guide uh the implementation and the product roadmap and all of that so it was really kind of my idea to bring crypto to people through this collab land bot to meet people where they're at and then that's kind of where i stopped and then kind of all of the human kind of interactions and the actual operational uh, things that require uh, talking to a decent, nice human being, I leave up to her. Nice. <laughs> so I take the technical stuff and then I, I, I lob it up to her. Nice, nice. Anjali, what is it like leading a, a community in crypto? Yeah, so my job isn't, well, actually in this one case it is, we just launched a new Discord with The Mass Singer, which was um, our first project with Fox and um, Blockchain Creative Labs, which is like the crypto arm of Fox. And so mm -hmm. in that situation, I'm in there, you know, with this mod, with a mod team that we've brought together through a DAO, and we are actually doing the community building. So that this is actually my first time doing like an NFT community building and more of an admin mod role. Before that, it was more of like a community of communities in which like I'm in direct relationship with the admins and what the admins need. And then going into the community and seeing, okay, what is it that's going on here and how can I help? So it was more of a troubleshooter role as well as like triaging what their needs are and trying to get them onto our engineering roadmap and really being an advocate for the communities and saying, this is a need. I've seen this in multiple groups, let's do this. Um, so that was my role, it was a little bit higher up. This is a particular situation where I'm actually building one from scratch and um, that, you know, it's actually really cool. I'm really grateful to be in this position because it's like, it then gives me that hands-on advice to now give new communities that maybe are just getting off the ground. Um, before that, when you when you brought in Collabland, now we're seeing kind of a change where we have people brand new to crypto coming in and using Collabland. That wasn't true before. You know, if no. you're using Collabland, it's because you've heard of Collabland from the other NFT communities that you're in or from a DAO that you're in or, so, or friends with benefits or, you know, something that you've already been or meme, right? So it's like you're kind of in it. You're in crypto already. And so then it's like 
they didn't need me for that part of it. They knew their community. They knew what right. they needed from Collabland, and I could triage and decide, you know, how to prioritize that. But now we're seeing a change where it's like people that don't know anything about crypto are coming into crypto, and they're saying, oh, community first. And we're echoing that. Yes, community first. You have to start with community. So then that's been a new experience for me. But otherwise, I'd say... Um, I'd say it's pretty great. You know, it's like whenever I complain about it at all, when I say, oh, only people complain all the time, you know, James tells me, like, you don't understand. This is good because in the bear market, nobody even calls you. <laughs> <laughs> and so anytime I even get, like, a little bit um, sensitive to it, like, oh, you know, everyone wants something from me. No one's telling me, like, it's great, everything. You know, no one contacts you to be like, everything's working perfectly. We're so happy. <laughs> like, that yeah. doesn't so yeah, makes a lot of sense. yeah. Super, super cool guys i want to talk about abridged first of all <clears throat> and because I, I know a lot of people may be more familiar with collabland can you kind of give me the grandiose vision behind the bridge and how collabland is an extension of that yeah a bridge you is a company and initially it was dev tooling and collabland was actually a reference implementation of what you could build with the abridged tools and uh, what we saw early on was this like tremendous product market fit. I don't know how to explain it other than it was a feeling or a sense because uh, I had that sense before uh, when dealing with like, you know, other hits like Farmville being the, the most obvious one. Uh, and so what we did was we shifted focus uh, from a bridge from a dev tooling developer centric company to a consumer, you know, perspective with sure. Collabland. Um, but yeah, you know, we have big plans for Collabland as a product. And then also from that, being able to spin off no code tools, because that's what we were doing at a bridge to help enhance communities through Collabland. Um, and so what we plan to do is uh, we plan to eventually decentralize Collabland. Uh, and we're working really hard with DID providers, decentralized ID providers, and working on VCs or verifiable credentials. And what that will allow is the user to be able to control what other people see uh, and mm. what their reputation is. So right now, when you look at Collabland, it's a bunch, it's tooling for individual communities. We want to create this network effect of not only communities of communities, but the people in those communities connecting with each other. Yeah. And we think that this, and allowing users to own their own identity. Identity is a superset of privacy. And we want to give that back because we think that is what the internet was meant to be like. So we are starting in the centralized fashion through Collabland from a bridge, but we plan to decentralize eventually. So this is my fourth startup, and I understand kind of the power of like command and control, top-down bootstrapping and getting something up as quickly as possible. Uh, but I understand over time how the lopsided incentives uh, come into play. I also have this perspective of something that's completely decentralized from the beginning. You know, help launch Moloch, help with Meta Cartel, been involved in a lot of DAOs. 
And at the very beginning, it's like herding cats. Once in a while, you get it right, but more oftentimes it's hard. So through Collabland, our experiment to decentralize is to start centralized, bootstrap, and create a situation where I can fulfill my fiduciary duty as CEO of a bridge and align that with the decentralization that is required for people to have their own you know, sovereignty. So what we're going to do, and just to give you some context, is we're going to have uh, a fan badge. So we initially, because of our growth, have gotten a lot of interest from investors. But we've decided to defer that for now and go to the community to see if they can help support us. And what we're going to do is go back to kind of the old school shareware concept, but in the context of community and crypto. This way, from a funding perspective, if our customers are saying they value what Collabland is doing and they want to help keep the lights on, they can have this fan badge that they can buy as an NFT. The primary sales of that NFT will go to a bridge to help the core team at Collabland. But the secondary sales will go to a DAO, the Collab DAO. Mm -hmm. so now you have funding from, uh, from, for the core team, but you also have, if we are over time doing our jobs correctly, you're building up a treasury from, uh, you know, for the DAO. And so the core team will move forward and move things along in time. The, the DAO will follow behind. And it'll take time for the DAO to coordinate. But hopefully, if the DAO gets momentum, at one point, it will kind of supersede the, the centralized community. And at that point, we can figure out how to exit to community. So that's kind of the overall kind of plan. And then what we can do is create some other tooling or some other project through a bridge. Um, you know, maybe or may not be affiliated with Collabland. And yeah. that's something that's important, I think, with Collabland is that Collabland is built from these communities. You know, it's like, yes, we were there, we're here, we're providing the support. But if it wasn't for the communities themselves, we wouldn't be here right now. And so just saying, oh, we're going to take, you know, we had an offer for a $100 million valuation and $15 million to us, to the company. It's like, that. why didn't that feel right? Why doesn't it feel right? And the reason is, is that the value belongs to all, all of us. Mm -hmm. Like this is a collaborative project. It's yes, we're the ones that are building the tools and supporting and listening and working together. But it's really, be, it's really a collaborative process in that the admins themselves are the ones that say we need this or we need that. And we are here to provide, but it's something that we've all built up together. And so if there's an opportunity right now to try something different in Web3, find a new way to do this that's different from Web2 or typical startups, then why not do it? You know, why not try it? You know, we've been able to stay very lean, um, you know, grateful that crypto has gone up since we've, you know, we fundraised 
we got our seed round. You know, our seed round was really just to say, hey, try something. We don't know what's going to happen. Just try it. Literally, the seed round came when we had nothing. Um, and it was just here, experiment. And thankfully, with that, just with that seed round, we've been able to stay really lean. And so yeah. we're in a situation where we have to say we need the money. Um, we're just thinking ahead into what our community will want and need and how we can keep this um, free and sustainable for new communities that come in. Like I said, you know, now we have non-crypto communities come in and everyone should be able to benefit from this. And so, you know, James and I especially and the rest of the team, um, you know, we think why not give this a chance? And it's a huge risk because asking people to just say, are you a fan? Like, are you a fan? Then, you know, then can you, do you want to buy this NFT? Cause you're a fan and do you want to, do you like what we've done? Like that's a huge trust fall into the web three community, you know, into crypto, but yeah. if not us, then who, and if not then now, then, then when? when, yeah. That's right. that's well, I'll right. tell you this much. I think you're approaching it the right, the right way. I think we're seeing, and by the way, there's so many things to unpack over there from fun, from fundraising in web three to identity and why you believe that's the next step in, in web three. There's like, we, we have so much to cover, but for, for starters, I support that, right? Like if you guys come out with an identity badge, like I just love that stuff. You have me and my support, right? So that's number one. Number two is like thinking like that community first and realizing that you built a community first product and that every action from there on out needs to be community first is a very valuable thing to recognize. And many people forget and get sucked into valuations and want the high, the high stand of saying, I raised this much at that valuation and the cockiness and all the ego boost that comes from that. And I think keeping it lean, raising it with, with what you need, starting and just getting it out there, validating that traction, and then trying to go for the community that supports, loves, and adores you that have treasury-rich uh, uh, network effects, I think it's a smart move. I think it's a smart move. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I, we feel exactly the way you do, which is, you know, and part of it, I don't know if we could have done this at 25. You know, it's like there's a different situation when you're almost 50 and, yeah. you know, you've built a life and it's a, it's a good life. And so all that, those kind of ideas of, oh, you know, we've raised this much at this valuation and look at this, you know, I'm grateful, but we don't have those same trappings for better or worse. We yeah. don't have those same trappings. Yeah. Wow. And why do you think identity is the next step forward? Why are you so bullish on the identity component? Uh, because like what we're seeing when you see DAOs, right? Like you go from like sweat equity, earn your way up into from like friends with benefit as the example, as Anjali was saying before. You have to kind of start all over again reputationally when you go to a new DAO. Like that doesn't make sense, right? Like all of this, on-chain activity, all this DAO activity needs to be portable, right? And we need to use this technology to be able to further it along. It's this like dog fooding. You, I, this is my, my vision is like when my son is going to get a job, he's going to be going onto Discord or whatever AR, VR, whatever platform is in the future. And he's going to be a part of like 10, 15 different DAOs that are gonna like be more fluid. And when he wants to start a new one with his other friends and other people want to join in, they need to be able to understand like, who are these people? Like, 
this is why crypto right now is so insular. And this is why you can, you know, you have to like stay engaged with crypto Twitter because that's where all the action is. It shouldn't be on these platforms, but we need to transition into something that is more on chain and it mm -hmm. is owned by the individual uh, because it all starts with like kind of the funding incentives, right? Like the, the problem with the internet is, you know, the good and the bad is it's advertising based. We're trying to figure out a different model so that like you're not being exploited for your privacy or identity. You're in control of that and you have sovereignty over that. I think that is what the real kind of ethos of crypto is or like the internet is essentially peer to peer. Why do we have like, like these fan companies, right? Like a bunch of centralized companies controlling most of the internet. It's because we as human beings haven't had the technology to be able to work in a decentralized manner. Sure. Right. And now I have this opportunity that I'm not limited geographically. Like I can connect with a 19 year old kid in some other country. And as you know, if we vibe, then we can actually get work done on our own time. I think this is really the future of work mm -hmm. and this is the future of communities. And that, that really, that depends on kind of this, uh, decentralized identity that is owned by the user. It, it's like critical. It's a super deep and wide rabbit hole. And so we have to be very careful because for all of the, you know, uh, positives, I don't want to set a situation where like I'm living my own black mirror episode. So it, we have to be very careful yeah. at the same time. So we're, we're understanding and we're learning really what this technology and how people will embrace it. So yeah, th this is why we have to be community first as well. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Do, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. I was going to say owning your own identity, owning even on like, for example, Facebook, it's like you have to, I got off of Facebook in May of 2020. And since then I'm like, where are my friends? Like, where do I get this? It's gone, right? Unless people are willing to text me individually, but they're not, they're going there. And all, and they're, I say, why don't you get off Facebook? They're like, well, all of my stuff is there. Like all my pictures are there. Every, all my, whatever, everything people have said to me is there. It's like, we don't want to be that. We don't want to say you have to be at a, in a certain place to own your identity. You should be able to take it with you and nobody should own it and be able to sell it. Like that's really what this is about. Like people should not be making money off of your identity. And up until this point, up until crypto, like even on Instagram, they're selling ads based on what pictures you post or on mm -hmm. Facebook or, you know, whatever, even Twitter, I, I guess. But yeah. like we, we're trying to break that model and say, how can we break that model? Like who you are online, which is really where we all are because of COVID. It's even exasperated that like we're all online. Why do you think profile pictures are so popular now? It's like, this is who I am. And why would you spend $150,000 on a profile picture when you can buy, I don't know, a new backyard remodel or a fancy car? Because what you are online is who you are. That's who I am. I don't care how many people see me driving a fancy car, but millions of people are going to see me with my profile pic. And yeah. so it's like already we're seeing this we're seeing this shift of online presence is our presence for better or worse. It's it's who we are. And I think in the, in the same way as she was saying, like NFTs, people are just scratching the surface. You own that asset. 
What does that ownership mean? And what does that mean to like have that stake into the community, right? We are just scratching the surface of asset ownership. What does it look like when you have identity ownership, right? So I, I think there's a lot to experiment and learn, and we're going to do this in public. The only way to learn about this and to figure this out is to do this in public with the community. It's the only way. I feel the fire in your souls preaching over here. <laughs> and it's so, it's so nice to hear. You know, one thing that, that kind of comes to mind when you're talking about being able to take your identity from one platform to another, not being restrictive to their orders, I think of like a social protocol, essentially. Right. And, and some things that come to mind is like, I know Ave hinted at social protocols. I know um, uh, DSO just launched, BitCloud social protocol, all these other social networks that are attempting to do basically decentralized social media. Right. Is that the direction you guys are leaning towards? Or are you envisioning another path but that, that ties onto this concept of identity? Uh, that's a big question. Honestly, I don't know. Right. I, I think that we don't understand this technology. We don't. We don't. We understand how it works, but we have no idea what this really means, right? Like, we can only understand it from where we're sitting and what we know now. This is why, like, you measure car engine in horsepower because that's all people knew before the automobile. Like, we're trying to project what we already understand onto technology, but the the medium itself is the message. Like, we have to understand how people are going to use it. This is why we need to build in public. And we're not going to be too prescriptive about it just yet, right? We, we want to take it, we want to take the time to do this. And as Andrew was saying, this is why we're going to like do this trust fall into the community. Because this is not a scripted show where we know what the ending is going to be like. This is more of an interactive Rocky Horror picture show where we're interacting with the audience and just guiding them along. Sure. Rocky sure. Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what if the community approach doesn't work? Then it doesn't. Think yeah. about that. So, what, 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 what is the next step? You think? Uh, then the next step is we we have other products. We go yeah. with the other experiments with our our building tools, right? And we'll be able to be one step ahead of potentially the competition. Our no code tools make like Web three. Uh, yeah, you can super make, fast. yeah, you can make yeah. doubts with the no-code tooling. Like when the no-code tools first were presented, there weren't people in crypto. And so we couldn't bring more people in to use the no-code tools because there were no developers. They're like, why would we come there? Because there's no users. Well, there's users now. And so there's still a market for no-code tools. But mm -hmm. if community doesn't work, I don't even know how to, I mean, yes, it may not work the way we think it's going to work, but really, like James says, you know, this is improv. Like, we take a step, the community take a, takes a step. And if it doesn't work, then we try a new step, and then they tell us if that works. And so it's improvis improvisation right now. It's collaboration right now. So I don't I don't know how to describe what if it doesn't work, because we're not saying it's going to have to be a certain way. We're saying right. come us come with us on this journey you know we all want the same things and so if you want what we want come with us and so i don't worry about becoming obsolete or irrelevant i feel like um as long as our motivations are true which is to support the communities there's always going to be communities you know yeah. we've been 
in communities for 150,000 years. Like humans only know how to be in communities for protection first and for identity second. And so that's not, how is that going to go away? We're not, yeah. a, we're not an evolution of humans just yet. Right. This is not a stretch. Bitcoin is the original socioeconomic community. Then you had all these other coins. You have Doge, Sheep, you have Ethereum. These are all these are all social networks because they all are incentivized to do the same thing because they hold similar assets. Right. You can just create a closer and close loop as much as you want. Right. You can have, you know, Ethereum, but then have an NFT. And within our NFTs, you can actually, in that one NFT community, have sub-communities. Yeah. So it, it's like... It, I, Which already exists. Yeah. Like there's yeah. sub-communities within communities. So yeah. I don't what know if cool I... Way. What a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, guys? Adam Levy here. Sorry for the quick pause, but I wanted to give some love to our three NFT sponsors that are making this episode a reality. They are Coinvise, Poop, and Social Stack. On Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more by visiting coinvise.co today. Next up, we have POAP, or short for Proof of Attendance Protocol, who enables a novel way of creating one's life diary. Leveraging NFT technology, Pop facilitates an easy way to mint non-fungible tokens related to meaningful events. It's frequently used in crypto-native communities and now it's starting to create NFT collectors in the mainstream too. Collect or launch your own Poop today by visiting poap.xyz. Next up, we have SocialStack, a platform for communities, brands, and creators to build mission-driven social token economies. Offering an easy-to-use, non-custodial wallet with a suite of open-source community engagement tools, SocialStack makes it simple to bring your community into Web3 and be a part of creating an open-source, gratitude-driven future for social tokens. Create a free social token wallet, discover mission-driven social token communities, or apply to launch your own token on SocialStack by visiting socialstack.co today. All right, back to the episode. I, I I'm a contributor in different DAOs. I've obviously used Collabland. I, it, you can't you can't use crypto Discord without touching Collabland. You just can't, okay? And this concept of being able to transfer your identity from one DAO to another without going into introductions, have like, hey guys, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And like, forget that. Just like, look at my resume. Yeah. Look at what I've done. Look at my on-chain votes. Look at my yes. contributions on GitHub. Yes. Look at all. Look at this. Look at that. And it's actually like. I can just plug and play based off my expertise without killing time kind of thing. Right. So it very right. much, I get that. I really see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next step. Like now we are able to organize, we're using platforms like telegram discord. We're going to come out with a Reddit bot. We have a Twitch bot. Like these platforms will sit on top. These siloed platforms will sit on top and like these tokenized communities will move fluidly across different platforms. But then how do you like, go from one DAO to another. And that this is what we see as the next evolution, exactly like what you're saying. Well, NFT, I mean, the blockchain allows for coordination, you know, on a dime, like you're able to collect money, you know, NFT project can come out and raise a few million dollars immediately. Like we have the ability to coordinate right now and get everybody in a discord together and start talking. So now being able to coordinate even faster, if you have your decentralized identity badge, 
And so it's like, I don't even have to go through the effort of being like, is James a good guy? Does he align with what I align with? Let me just check it out. Let me see what he's about. And if I see his history, his transactions, his votes, see what he's about, then I don't even have to waste that time. And that's kind of the beauty of crypto, right? Not having to waste time. We don't have to go to the bank and everyone puts in their money and then the money gets distributed. Like it ha we can send money in this instantly. Right. Yeah, the, the base technology is basically a side message, right? based off of cryptography. Money is a killer app, but identity, reputation, voting are all other killer apps because of this scarce digital asset that now we is techno technically viable. And now we've just found the, the kind of like hook with Collabland, as you were saying, you know, we're just Discord, just everywhere in Discord, right? And we see that product market fit. And so this is what we want to unleash. This is more than money. It's more than money. It's an opportunity to free people. So it's something that's more than money. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Super inspiring, guys. I want to I wanna kind of pivot into, because you have so much purview as to how these different communities are utilizing the token-gated feature, what are some of the biggest themes that you've seen come across? Because I know you guys just did a launch with, uh, for example, with Fox, right? You guys integrated with Axie Infinity two separate communities but have a lot in common what are those types of scene themes that you see developing micro communities as well as macro communities can you talk a little bit about that yeah you know it's interesting because it's really you, you wouldn't imagine that just because you all own the same financial asset that you're going to have any kind of relationship with each other you know i have dollars james has dollars you have dollars that's not enough to make us best friends or want to work together instantly or be buddies or anything like that. But in these tokenized communities, it's, it's like transaction first and then it, they become trust relationships. And that is something that is, I think, very unique to crypto and it's just a, been a huge unlock for us emotionally and mentally to see that just having the same financial assets aligns you in a way that's deeper than you would imagine um, in a in a non-financial relationship because we think of finances as being so cold and that's just has not been the case and so the one main thing i would say is what we've seen and that's a throughput through all the communities is that you buy into this community now you're a part of that community and you're welcomed as if you're a member of that community and then once you're there you can start working together because everyone says hey you have that asset you know, because of Collabland, you can see the Discord role ID. Oh, you have that, that asset? I have that asset. Okay, we're on the same team. And that, what comes from that is innovation, relationships, um, collaboration. You know, you see these Twitter raids happening all the time. Like, how do you get so many people to get together and be like, work for the same project? Like, that motivation comes from within. It comes from these communities. And it's all based on them owning the same, you know, cold, icy financial asset. Um, in terms of social tokens versus like NFTs, NFT I would say is even closer. You know, when you buy an NFT into a community, it's like 
that's you. So people feel more strongly about even holding that token. You know what? We were at MCON a few weeks ago, and I was talking to somebody who, who had social tokens. And he's like, oh, I sell my tokens sometimes, and then I go back and I buy them again, and then I just you know hop in and out of discords based on my token holding. And I said, that doesn't happen in NFT communities, or it's more rare. Because once you buy your NFT, it's like you have a relationship with that particular NFT. Or maybe yeah. you bought multiple, so you can sell some, but you're always going to hold on to like your identity NFT. So it actually makes these NFT communities even more stable. If, if I can even yeah. say that it's, it's yeah. not stable relatively, but what we see, I, I would point out two things as well. It's like online communities, when they get big enough, they devolve because of trolls and all of that. But NFT based communities or token based communities, you don't have that because everyone has skin in the game. Like you have to pay to get in. And so that like raises the stakes and the caliber and the quality of conversation. Like it's a whole, it's day and night, day and night. Well, the attention doesn't go to the trolls because if there is a troll or if there's someone, you know, like that's participating in that type of language, the other members will say, hey, either tell us what your point is to fix this or sell your token. Like yeah. either help, help us we're all working together to raise the floor or get more members in or whatever it is or what is the point like they're yeah. dismissed. you're dismissed in a way that you're not dismissed on Facebook for example if or you know there are certain politicians that base their whole identity on being a troll because we give attention to trolls but somehow token gated communities have been able to pull us out of that muck um, they just have yeah, and then also, also, you know, when you have like an asset that you can sell immediately, and then Anjali can talk about the kind of market watch and secondary market, it actually helps push people to psychologically be engaged. So you don't have as much like voter apathy as you do in like generalized DAOs that we are seeing. But she can talk, you can talk more about that. Oh, I mean, sure. But for example, like, Board Ape, you know, James has a Board Ape, so I like to use Board Ape as an example. But when the Board Ape price goes up, it's like, and people that bought at Mint, let's say, why are you staying? What makes you stay? You have to ask yourself that question all the time. Like, do I want to stay here? And so there's that sell pressure on you, right? Like your real life is existing. People in your life need money. Maybe you need money. It's like you have to decide if you're going to sell. And that type of sell pressure brings the quality of the community even higher because everybody who's in there wants to be there. And anyone who buys into that community as the community grows, there's no idea of like, oh, I was an OG. It's yeah. like you all own the assets. If yeah. someone buys you that 100 ETH, you're going to say, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here because that means your asset goes up. And so it's like, that market watch um, pressure, that sell pressure, market watch is completely different, but you know that that also brings people together to do market watch together. It turns them into like mini businesses. Sure. But the sell pressure specifically, the back sell pressure actually elevates the community itself as well. Wow, super deep. You guys have so much purview into all these communities and so much knowledgeable insight. And one thing that I love that you keep referencing is building in public. And I think a lot of people fear that. A lot of people want to hold on to their things to, to their life, you know, and they don't want to show it off to the world as, as, as publicly as they maybe should. And one thing that I find, well, it's, it's a common theme in crypto to build publicly. Some people do it better than others. 
how do you build in public? Like, how do you do that? How do you, you actually you have- do in a way where you don't get like caught up on the fact that someone's going to steal your idea? It happens. Well, and it happens. And it happens. You, you have to be okay with that, yeah. right? But the motivation is like, it, it's this oxymoron, right? Because crypto, a lot of people want to be pseudo anons, but I would argue they really want to be known like at least a portion of the personality and in crypto and what we're seeing with these communities is being known. This is why you have identity attachment to these PFPs. Like you want to be seen and that, and maybe you want to be seen in a certain way or in a very limited way. So you're, you may have a pseudo anon, but like that is the real kind of It's core. the real you. Yeah. Sh- you know, we, I say about PFPs, you know, I made a comment the other day, which is I love PFPs because no one with a PFP is using a filter on their face. Mm-hmm. And and to me, I feel like we're being liberated by the bodies that we were born in, the faces that we were born in, the genders that we were born in, and I don't want to cry. But we're no longer limited by that. But we're free. You know, we're free to show what we want to show. We're free to be who we want to be. Awesome. Yeah, and once you know that, it's very hard to unknow. That's a that's the thing about freedom. That's the thing about sovereignty. That's what we're banking on. Once people mm-hmm. know, it's hard to unknow that. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's going to take for people to know that and to, to better know that, more deeply understand that and connect to that? It's all about good vibes. It's all about good vibes. <laughs> Exclamation point vibe. <laughs> it's all about the vibes. Yeah. You just got to make it light. You got to make it fun. And you be hit free. People, yeah, you hit people over the head with all these hard concepts. They're like, whoa, like that's just too much. Like, let's just have fun. And also don't be, you know, like a lot of times people are like, this is a competitor. This is a competitor. Oh, this person's a competitor. Or they'll post something on Twitter and they're like, oh, we made this and it's better than Collabland. And I always say, great, congratulations. I like it. I'm like, this is not a competition. What are we trying to do here? We're trying to bring Web3 and crypto to the world. Like, why would I compete with somebody else that wants to do that? Mm-hmm. That's not a part of what we are. So it's like living what you want to see in the world. Like, we want to see collaboration. We want to say, see everyone working together to build a greater world. So what does that have to do with com- competition? So it's like living living your beliefs and hoping that at some point they will come back and, and be something. You know, just taking a chance. And I think we're still early on, and this is kind of the core values that we want to help promote in Web3 is positive sum. It's a, it's a co-op game. It's not single player where if I win, you lose, right? And these are, this is the ethos. This is part of the values that go behind the technology, right? That's what we're really trying to do. Like we have this one life. We what have are we, one life. What are we going to do right. with it? That's right. Kind of like blown away right now. I have to like, I have to like, <laughs> I have to like take a moment. You know, you, you, you talk to a lot of people in crypto and many people, they get lost in the money. They get lost in what can I do for my pocket? Um, cool, the concept of decentralization is fun. It's like sparkly, it's like nice. But like beneath that, there's a lot of money, right? And you know, as you guys are talking to me about your vision, you guys are talking to me about what the strategy is get collab land positive some games you think for a moment and i'm trying to find a way to say this like it's pure it feels pure 
is what I'm trying to say. And you know, you, you hear this concept of competition in crypto, but people forget to zoom out. They forget to look from above and realize that we're all collectively building towards the same exact thing. All boats rise with the tide and that everybody's gonna win. We're all gonna make, right? And as, 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 like, as, as cringy as that meme is, it's as true as it gets to the core. Yep. And I hear you guys speaking and one, it makes me wanna support your, your community campaign even more. <laughs> so I'll put that over there. But the thing, the second thing is like, you're right. Like everybody wins here. Everybody wins here. And if you and see a company- us, Not just us, but all the people who are not here yet. Like, can we think about them? Like yeah. all the people who are not in crypto yet, what this can mean for people all over the world. What can this unlock? Just imagine what this can unlock, yeah. right? Like, I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, and Anjali talks about this a lot, like what is the challenge is climate change. Like collectively, we can solve it if we are all aligned and mm -hmm. had the same incentives to do so. Like we can do anything. We can do anything. We can do anything. I mean, the brightest minds, this is an international movement, a global movement. When else in the history of the world has have people from every single place of every single economic status come together and participated in something together? Like, it's just too much when you think about it. You know, I, I say to James and I've said to other people too, it's like, I'm 47. Like, how many more years do I have left? And I've never worried about that. But now I think, oh, crap, I wish I could live to see, you know, what this could be. Like, this is the first time I've ever felt that, that feeling of like, it's not enough. Even if I get another 50 years, it won't be enough because this is gonna, this is gonna be it. Human coordination. Steve, it's really deep. <laughs> Wait, so we need to start and we just have to make this fun. That's right. So we have Fox, it's gonna be entertaining, it's gonna be light, and then people will come to it on their own. We cannot tell people this. They need to have, they need to turn on the light themselves. That's the that's once you know you you can't unknow. Mm -hmm. So let's keep it light, let's keep it fun. It's all about the vibes and then see where this goes because none of us know where this is going to go. It has meaningful impact. We're all value aligned. But it doesn't mean we have to be super serious about it. Yeah, we can't be serious. Can't James be serious. does not like to be serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, all about, it's all about the vibes. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about like this Facebook thing for a minute. Okay. And their announcement today. So today we're recording, it's Thursday, October 28th. Uh, Facebook announced the brand uh, revamp of Meta from Facebook and their emphasis on the metaverse. And Mark in previous interviews talks about how he emphasizes this, this ethos of like, it's a positive sub game, right? Um, but if you look at like past history and past experiences, these social networks dominate and they eat, right? And everything in their plain sight. How do you think these traditional social networks like Facebook are gonna approach, let's say, token gated access for groups, for communities? How do you think they're gonna think about that? How do you think they might approach it and down the line? I know we're like, we're making predictions here. We're thinking of the future. But part of this is like a creative experiment to kind of see like, are they aligned with what's about to happen and what's been happening? Or are they trying to reimagine their own variation of what a metaverse may look and feel like? It's fine if they do, and we should encourage it, right? Because now we have the power, if we have self-sovereignty, 
and we have community sovereignty, then if collectively we don't like a platform, we can just walk away, right? There'll be other platforms, other things that will meet the needs. So now we're, we can like level the playing field, right? So we've seen this already actually with Collabland. Initially we were on only on Telegram. We're, and we've seen hundreds of communities that were token-based be able to like move from Telegram to Discord very easily. So if the platform doesn't play with you nicely and aren't like, it's not being amenable to you, can you have that collective voice from your community to switch over but to other platforms? they can make their own blockchain and that you can only use if you're using their product. So that then wouldn't be interchangeable or bridgeable to other chains. And then you can't get leave off or leave the platform. So I don't know yet. I don't but know enough so, about so what that, their beliefs are. So that argument is like, kind of like what you see in media, right? Can 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 the new guard, Netflix, become HBO faster than HBO can become Netflix? So for us, Web3, can we coordinate? And this is another reason why we can't just like take the traditional VC funding route right now. Is the market ready for this trust fall so that this community can coordinate faster than Facebook can dominate a chain? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. I think that's the meta of meta. Yeah, but we don't know. I mean, we don't, speaking from past experience, do mm. I have confidence about Facebook? I would say no. They've always chosen money first. So just from my perspective and what I've seen in the news, like, um, and just the way they've tried to incentivize conflict in order to have more engagement and how, what's that, that's done to our society. I mean, I feel like that's not necessarily with the same ethos as crypto, but would I like to be surprised? I'd like to be surprised, mm -hmm. but I don't know. We don't know. Like, yeah. can we, can we actually make a dent in the universe? Have our values actually be echoed, right? Oh, like and, by Facebook. Or by the world. Like this is what we're doing in Collabland. That's why it starts with us. And it's going to be this, like, <laughs> we'll see where it yeah, goes. We'll see. And but, but we can only, we can only be ourselves. Yeah. That's it. We can only be us. And that's what we want to empower with these communities, for them to be sovereign and for them to be them, to have their own governance, right? So it's like, I hope so. And this is, yeah. this is, this is kind of uh, the curiosity. And this is like the social experiment. This is why we're building in public. And you know, with Facebook, it's interesting because what I've been reading on Twitter, and of course my Twitter is, Focus toward crypto and NFTs. It's like, who's on Facebook anyway? It's all people over 30, which I, I'm offended. I'm not over, I mean, I'm well over 30, but no. But it's like, it's a completely different demographic, isn't it? So I don't even know if it's necessarily a competition. It might be a gateway. Like, you know, when we talk about centralized blockchains or blockchains where they don't play nicely with the rest of the blockchains, it's like, that doesn't really bother me initially because. Anyone who's interested, once you get your taste of crypto, maybe in a certain blockchain, I don't want to name any, then there's spillover into the Wild West with the rest of us. And so maybe people will learn about crypto on Facebook, but then they're going to move out of it anyway. Maybe they'll have to start over because they can't take it with them. But that doesn't mean it's not going to give people a taste of what crypto 
is. And that alone, you know, just like the foray into mass media, it's like that alone has tremendous value. You know, like we put out a PFP verifier on Twitter. Some people use it. And then Twitter said, oh, we're doing a PFP verifier. And we're like, great, because the more yeah. people that validate cryptocurrency, the better. And mm -hmm. so everyone, so I don't know what the plans are at Facebook. I don't yeah. know. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But the fact that they're getting into it, doesn't that validate all of us? Everything. It validates everything. Yes. And everybody wins. You're absolutely yeah. right. We, we, yeah. we've, we've already won. We've already won. We've already won. It's just taking time for it to yeah. be well known. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we all made it already. Right. And so I think that's the perspective we have. So let's have fun yeah. along the way. So we don't know the details, but right. it's still good. <laughs> you know, one thing I got to ask you, uh, because you guys dominate a, sort, a certain thing. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> in two seconds so i figured we could that away. i love it i love it welcome welcome <laughs> i was gonna ask so because you guys dominate a certain portion of discord i have to be frank has discord ever offered to acquire you guys yet because of all like the utility and all the demand and all the interest that you guys have brought I, and i know I, I it's like a i know it's like a iffy question like a great question but whatever let's try it so i cannot confirm or deny that but uh, we are in, I am in DMs with the head of growth, head of trust and safety, and head of communities at uh, Discord. They want to support, they, they want to support Web3. This kind of came out of nowhere for them. Like they were gaming Discord and, and Twitch took off. So then they're popular. I mean, so they've had different user bases. And then because of the success of our bot, they're like, hold on a second. Now we're in like over, I think over 7,500 communities on Discord. And each of those communities can be thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. So they can't ignore what we're doing with our bot. And so they're very interested and excited about it and have been supportive about wanting to bring more Web3 um, and crypto communities to Discord. And Collabland is why they're there. You know, we were on telegram before and so the crypto communities were there and once we needed more uh you know we needed more robust features for our communities then we moved to discord and then everyone came to discord mm -hmm. and so discord is aware that collab land is the draw um for crypto communities and so they've been very supported and excited about um about working with us and helping us especially when we reach late rate limits that happens a lot and you know with with bots and our bot is so robust in that we have a lot of activity happening with our bot all the time and so that does require that we work with discord and they've been very supportive um, so far and and grateful for that because james former boss is on the board of directors and yet his co-worker started discord um jason citron his previous co-worker oh, so James has been in, been working, you know, he's 49. So he's been working as an engineer since he was 22. And that a lot of those um, developers that he's worked with or boss, they're now in, in Web3. So it's been, um, those relationships wow. have been really great. I, I mean, I, I can't, I, I look forward to the day when as a user, because of my token holdings and communities, I can move fluidly between Discord, Facebook, some AR, VR thing reddit twitch and i it doesn't matter what platform i'm on right because i'm rooted by my tokenized communities right. this is why we win this is why sovereignty matters this is why we have to take back the internet i feel like i'm an activist but that's what this whole thing is. is 
It, it's like investment as activism. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what we're doing here. And that what we're trying to promote is us being able to do this together. We're all going to make it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that. It's like come for the money because you need some reason to be here. Yeah. But stay for the revolution. <laughs> yeah. Come for the money, stay for the revolution. I think that's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> I think this is great. I want to talk about more of the, the, the key partnerships that you guys brought. Tell me about that. How did that come to fruition? How did you guys get in touch with Fox? What was the kind of the process of getting Axie Infinity on board? Talk to me about that. Um, it just happened kind of serendipitously. Like it was, we were at the right place kind of at the right time. And that's the, kind of lightning in the bottle product market fit that we saw. It was just this traction and engagement uh, when it came to like NBA Top Shot or Axie Infinity or Sandbox Games. Um, Abagochi. Abagochi, like it was just kind of natural. But I think with Fox, it really was Anjali like, you know, helping that. And she can talk about that. Well, I mean, it was a cold call. You know, it was on Twitter. So I managed the collab line Twitter. I don't think people know there's a real person. Me, it's me. I'm the uh, so people are like, you know, whenever there's like rants about it, I'm like, don't they know I'm a real person? Like they talk to me like I'm not a real person. It's literally me like sobbing on my computer. No, I'm not sobbing. James, well, James always reminds me, this is good problems. Don't complain. These are good problems. The, the, right now, we're living the good old days. That's what he says. This he is the good old that. days, right? He's like, these are the good old days. This, Why are this you is upset? The Right. Did you tweet that? Somebody tweeted that. Did you did you tweet that? Like right now? Oh, you know, I think it was um, uh, someone from Framework Ventures. Like these are the good old days that you'll be right. These are, that's right. These are the good old days. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember the beginnings of Web two. It's so uh, kind of electric and exciting. Google's, you know, logo. Don't be evil. You're like okay. Like there, it was so kind of uh, naive, but so kind of like optimistic. Yeah. And I feel like we have a second chance. Let's not blow it this time. A second chance, really, at this. Like, trying to do the internet right. Yes. You know, a can lot we of, do it right, please? Like, yeah. can this be the real internet? Because look what we did the first time around. And look what we turned it into. But now we have a chance at the real internet. Can we do it? Let's see if we can do it. So let me tell you about Fox real quick. Yes, um, please. It was just a tweet. I got a cold, not a tweet, but you know, someone DM'd me. How was it a DM? They maybe called me out on Twitter because I don't think our DMs are open. Called me out on Twitter, and so I sent a DM. And then I was like, "What is this?" Like I was pretty suspicious. Like this can't be real. And then we got on some calls, and even then, I was pretty suspicious about what this could all be. And I thought, you know what? And I told James, like, I don't know what they want. Like, do they know what this is? Like, do they know what we're doing? Because what we're doing is different from what. I don't know what they're successful at. Are they willing to do this and fail? Like, because if they're going to do it with us, they're doing it for real. And there's no safeguards. There's no pretending. Like, this is the real deal. So are they willing to do this, the real deal? And after multiple conversations, and it was like, yeah, they want to do this. Like, they really want to do this community first. And they really want to be integrated with what the values and the ethos of crypto and web three are. And they convinced me and they convinced James and we're like, okay, let's do this. And so we've been working with them now probably a few months and every, every part of our relationship so far, I've been really impressed with their innovation and they're willing to take a leap into the deep end here because, you know, they started with the mass singer and it's the number one TV show in America. 
like broadcast television. Like why would they then want to launch an NFT and take a chance at making sure that the community has um, an opportunity to decide on which direction that that NFT project in the community is going to go. Mm -hmm. And why are they listening to me, who it just comes from NFT communities, that's all, and saying, this is the way I want you to do it. And they're not going to some multi-million dollar marketing firm and making sure they go with some chain that, you know, whatever. There's lots of different options. Yeah. And there are people that are much flashier than us, <laughs> right? With a, a very different perspective and promising everything. And the, the way we look at it is like, you need to listen to the community first. You need to build this with the community first. This is building in public. You may fail and fall on your faces and then what? Then this is what it is. Do you want to do this with us? You know, like we're making it very clear that they need to follow the rules of what we think are the rules that are what crypto are about right now. And they want to do it. The, the, the saying was, if we fail, at least we're going to fail for the right reasons. Yeah. So they're recognizing that these are the right reasons. And so, mm -hmm. so I was convinced. And so then we, James said, well, we need to have a DAO then. He snuck in the DAO. And so we have a DAO with Fox as well. And then we have um, other DAOs that are participating to get, you know, we have funding from da um, from Fox initially, and then it's getting paid to the different Discord um, Discord mods are being paid out of that DAO. Nice. Um, and so, you know, we're like, we're kind of like bringing them in, you know, like kind of maybe. guys, that's insane. <laughs> and that's you know epic. What? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I was doing a little bit his of history because, you know, I'm a technologist. I'm not a media person, right? Yeah. But when you, when you peel back and you just read a little bit of a history of like the entertainment, like Edison started the first like studio because he needed to promote his technology. When when you look at the summer blockbuster, that was invented by like like Jaws was first, but really Star Wars, right? Because Star Wars still lives on. And when you when you look back, I was listening the other day to George Lucas and 20th Century Fox greenlit Star Wars because uh, these other studios like they're like this is a crazy movie what are you trying to do and uh, at fox the reason why it was greenlit was because lucas had done american graffiti and they're like i don't know what the space thing is but because you did a good job american graffiti go for it and i feel like that ethos is like lives, on. lives on now with fox with fox and i was like wait this is like kind of consistent i was like wait i'm kind of mind blown here like we have an opportunity to reinvent like the summer blockbuster from like entertainment, but community driven and community owned. Like this is, we're at the precipice. We have a window, the clay is still wet. We can make our fingerprints on this. Let's, instead of like fighting it, let's double down into it. And that's the main thing. It's like initially there's some skepticism of like having outsiders come in, but really, you know, for us, the mass adoption and everyone having access to this is the goal. Like everyone being able to be able to have a crypto wallet, get paid for what they're doing, get paid for their whatever, however they contribute online, their fandom, their retweets, their likes. Like that's you. That's your life. Like we're paying with our minutes, right? Like we should be paid for that. And Fox is coming along on that with us. And so I'm, I'm nothing mm. but grateful right now. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. You ever you ever take a minute and just like reflect on everything that's happening 
And I know, hard. I know, I know <laughs> it's too hard. <laughs> you, you look back, you're going to like hit something. You got to always keep forward yeah. and just like, go, 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 go. Cause all this emergent opportunity, it's, it's fascinating. It's like a Petri dish. Things are growing and dying and moving and like in ways that we can't even imagine. Right. Not only from like a consumer aspect, like web two turned the consumer into a producer. Web three turns everything upside down. Investor, employee, employer, board it's, of director. It's all the same. All kind of the Customer. same. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, not only do you see the impact on the consumer side, but you see the impact on the organizational side. Like we, we didn't exist a few years ago. Now we have a dial with Fox. This is how quickly and how much impact we can have. Board apes, crypto punks, CryptoPunks didn't exist a few years ago. Board Apes didn't exist nine months ago. CryptoPunks did, but it wasn't what it is now. CryptoPunks yeah. didn't exist. Yeah, they were yeah, there. Sure. It wasn't what we but see it now. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. identity, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. like, and it was latent, right? Like that may not have been the initial intention, but that's what emerged, right? And that gave birth to this whole industry of PFP NFTs, right? That got like, I think it was Disney yesterday saying that they're going to be doing NFTs now. Like how quick is this happening? Like people are converging. The reduced coordination costs, reducing the middlemen and like having everything kind of come together. It's it's like, you know, hyper speed right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's gonna slow down. We just gotta go while we can go, you know, cause even if it does slow down and we have another, you know, James is like a, I, I say he's like a depression era kid where he's still like, well, it's around the corner. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so, uh, even if it does come, that's okay because people aren't going to go back to not knowing that this exists. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I kind of am looking forward in a way to the bear market again because then you can like filter out all the noise and you get the real builders in, right? I think the bull market gets a lot of attention. And I think uh, the bear market like is a great filter to get all the noise out and you get the true builders. So that's why, you know, relationships matter in crypto, knowing people that have stuck it out a couple of bear cycles before really like kind of gives you that uh, kind sure. of confidence. See, I told you, he sounds like someone who's been through battles. Yeah, literally. Both of you sound like you're like you're leading like the next state or the next nation state like it's crazy like the energy the passion the fire between you two it's really inspiring and really really amazing to see um, and, I, and i love what you guys are doing i love what you're about what you stand for you guys deserve all the success that that hit you so far and and to more um and and i think it's a i think it's a perfect place also to wrap up because i know we've been at it for, for almost an hour and a half in the green room and now almost an hour and 10 minutes on stage um Good shit, guys. I, I love to see it. Uh, I'm excited for this community drop. When is it going to go live? Do you have a date? We we're are going to we're, we're going to announce it to make it uh, as fair as possible. Yeah, we don't really know, and we don't. It's not like we're saying we're not saying because we expect it to sell out. We really don't have any expectations at all, but we want to keep it as fair as possible. So when people learn about it, then they can participate if they want to. Sure. So, and that's the same thing we've said to all of the investors who call too, that are like, oh, we want to get in on this. We want to buy one of your NFTs. And we're like, well, we're not announcing it to anybody. Like we're literally just, we're going to have it. We're going to say it on Twitter. 
and then it'll just be announced and then however that happens happens, happens. because we don't want it to be unfair to anybody you know an investor will be on the exact same footing as someone who wants to purchase it so yeah. so we just so we can't say that but it's yeah. imminent i'll say that amazing amazing imminent i think that's a perfect place guys where can we find each of you on twitter uh shout yourselves out and then where can we find collabland and the bridge yeah, so Collabland is at collab underscore land underscore. We purchased Collabland, we got Collabland, but Twitter is not letting us switch it over for who knows oh, what reason. So it's at collab underscore land, or you can just go to at Collabland and then it's gonna tell you to go to collab underscore land underscore. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's Collabland and then that's me, but I also have a personal account, which is, um, it's a little complicated to spell, but I'll do it anyway. It's Dama De Roca, D-A-M-A, D-E-R-O-C-A, it's Lady from Boulder in Spanish. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, I'm just James Young, J-A-M-E-S-Y-O-U-N-G. Amazing. Killed it. Amazing conversation. Probably one of my favorites so far. Guys, thank you so much for being oh, on. You. And, I, and I hope to have you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank this you so much. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. We actually don't get to talk about this stuff no. at all. No. Because yes. we're... <laughs> we're just working you know yeah. it's literally just work and so being able to just like have the moment to like you know talk yeah. about this stuff this is that moment you know so you said I like do you have time to reflect no but no, you, you just no. gave us yeah, yeah this yeah. is the reflection time right here that's right i love it that's my fulfillment with doing all this guys thank you so much we'll, we'll have you on again soon thank you so much adam that was Thanks, awesome adam.